I screened so many people that just had the biggest attitudes because they were running two minutes late for their flight. Nobody gives a f okay? Nobody gives a f We all forgot, so don't try to act like it's never forget when 9-11 rolls around. Work on being unified. Work on supporting justice, equality, racial equality at that on the 365 daily base level. Don't wait for 9-11 to try to act like we so unified because we ain't. And when I see those posts, I get sick to my stomach because it's bullshit. What up, what up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense. I am Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg. Join my co-host, Buff and Rozzy. But more importantly, we have a special guest with us today, none other than Huli. Melvin Johnson himself, the host of Truth Be Told Sports. Melvin, welcome to the Three Brothers. Tell them what's on your mind. Oh man, uh, yeah. As he said, I am uh, I am Melvin Johnson, aka Huli or King Huli. Uh, most importantly, known as a uh, first uh, big cousin with the pretty eyes. <laughs> <laughs> At least he knows. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's how that's 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 how you. Uh, they, you know, they, a lot of people know me by, so... <laughs> I with that. They didn't believe me. Yeah, yeah, but, he didn't relate it? Yes. <laughs> yes no, 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 no. They, they, they believe you. No. Well, what's going on with you, Huli? Tell us a little about... I mean, tell us about your podcast, man. Um, yeah, we are a Truth Be Told Sports Podcast. Um, <laughs> available on Anchor, on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you can find a podcast. Um... Uh, our premise is as we talk about sports, we do it in that laid back for, uh, fashion, like uh, like like kind of like if you do it like at a barbershop. You go to a barbershop, you know, and hear someone say, "Oh, you used to watch that game last night," and you talk about the game. That's kind of our premise. Uh, we appreciate all the support and everything, guys. So uh, you guys shout us out sometimes. We shout you guys out. So and we appreciate all the love. It's, it's the Black Podcasting Network. Tavares set it up. <laughs> Yo, we we need to uh, we need to get that going for real, for real. Because Bill Simmons started the Ringer, sold yep. it to Spotify. What was it, a quarter billion dollars? Oh yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, man, yeah. You know, let's let's get it going, baby. Let's do it. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. You know, we with it. Huli, I gotta ask you more, man. Uh, football is back. What are your thoughts, oh. man? You watch? I know you watch the Texans, or did you watch the Texans? Uh, yeah, I watch. Game. Of course, I watch. It's a football. You know, uh, we haven't had football in, the, in in a while. It's been in doubt for um, since the, the COVID stuff. Uh, so, you know, I'm glad to see football back. I'm I'm, I'm really happy to see it back. Uh, as far as like the play, yeah, I mean, I knew what was going to happen. Uh, Kansas City, the Chiefs, they are the, the returning Super Bowl champions, and Houston just ain't Houston no more. Like the Sean Jackson lost uh, his biggest, you know, his biggest target, and uh, 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 DeAndre Hopkins going over to Arizona. So, you know, I'm thinking Houston's going to not have, like, a good season. So, we look forward to that. I can't say it's on Kansas City. I think they're going to be back in the Super Bowl this year. This even is though, a bold statement for me. Even though their fans are racist. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's a whole other uh, <laughs> They're American, bro. Thing, a whole booing thing. I don't, yeah, they're, yeah. they're American. Yeah. Yeah. I just I, uh, With that, though, man, I just want to say they did the the moment of silence for equality after – uh, national anthem and they still booed so again it wasn't about the national anthem it, it it never was about the national anthem so i mean 
it is what it is, man. You guys started that podcast, I want to say, almost at the peak of uh, when the coronavirus start, started. Mm-hmm. And and then, like, at one point, like, there were no sports at all. Right. And I, I just admired how you guys were still able to keep going and have content, interesting content at that. Was there was there ever any talk of, like, yo, let's just uh, shut it down until sports come back? Or did you guys want to accept that challenge and just keep going? Um, no, there was never no talk like about that. Uh, we, I mean, as, as you saw how, how, how the, the, I'm sorry, what the impact of uh coronavirus that, or what they did on sports, and there was like, there was so much content in itself right there. You know what I mean? So we was like, we was going to talk about anything. The thing that saved us the most was the, uh, the Bulls thing. The last dance, dude, like that was like yeah. five weeks of content right there in, in itself. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and it came out uh, and um, it was it was weird because right around like the third episode, we were like, man, we can't keep talking about this. You know what I'm saying? So let's, mm-hmm. let's go find some other stuff to talk about. They got started, better and better. Let's <laughs> talk about the baseball, the uh, the baseball that was playing over in uh, South Korea. We, we just went and found a lot of stuff to go to talk about. You know what I mean? We, we, we talked about our top five, um, which got a, a lot of traffic from uh, the group, you know, Truth Be Told Sports group in, um, on Facebook. You can look up at the Truth Be Told Sports podcast page um trying to get some direct uh some traffic heading that way so uh feel free to interact on that side too uh but we 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 talked about the top five anything to just generate any type of uh conversation you know yeah and, and so, sports and music are good to do that and like oh, anytime you say name top five is an argument yeah. is gonna break out like yeah, oh yeah oh, is you crazy all- how can you rank you know so it's, it's always <laughs> gonna break out. yeah exactly the, the lebron jordan thing of course oh, like oh yeah that's know, especially especially during the fights in about five years you know what i mean <laughs> yeah especially during the bulls i mean jordan documentary you know, because it definitely was a Jordan documentary. Let's we'll call it oh, what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. call it what oh, yeah. well, it is. But that, that's all it was. And um, I mean, you had the LeBron haters come out like I I still think, you know, regardless of you think Jordan's better, LeBron's better. Like the fact that people can like go at LeBron for being calling him trash and stuff like dude, that that takes a lot of a lot of hate to just not admire that dude's talent, you know. Right. But exactly. Um Buff, what's going on in your world, man? Well, I um last week I I watched the uh Brianna Taylor documentary that's airing on Hulu. And uh, you know, it, first off, I think we just got news that uh it's going to the grand jury on whether or not to indict the uh officers or not. But the documentary is just frustrating, man. Just uh hearing the excuses on why uh, people were saying you can't charge the officers. Like one guy was like, well, we don't know whose bullets it was that killed her. I'm like, word, because if if me, Ferg, Rosie and Hooli go rob a bank, Hooli can get out the car and do the robbing. We can literally stay in the car and never go in. Guess what? All four is going to still get charged. So I don't see what the difficulty is, and like we don't even have to know that he's robbing a bank. You know what I'm saying? So like it doesn't matter who Did he bullets. just come back with a bag of money. Yeah, like we know three officers fired shots. It doesn't matter who hit her. Like they all fire shots, and and listen, I don't know every police department's uh, general orders and standard op- operating procedures, but I know. I'm going to just put it like this. Where I'm from, 
you got to know where your target is and what's behind that target. And yep. they they threw rounds into other people's apartments, could have hit innocent people. You can't you can't just they, shoot they up did. places like that, dog. They they so, did. So that's that's that that's what was on my mind, man. I, I <laughs> you're you're that saying up. you they can't, but like first they did. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's why we had a case. They literally bust an apartment, wrong apartment, and killed an innocent person. Yeah. So wrong in all aspects. And it's just it, it's been disgusting too because they tried to get they were looking for an ex boyfriend who they have locked up now. They literally tried to get him to lie. And say that she was in on selling drugs and things like that. So it's 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 just disgusting, man. My hat's yeah. off to him for standing his ground on that, though. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm sure they, could. I'm sure they were cutting him a really good deal. Oh, yeah, they definitely cut him that a deal. Lie. Oh yeah, definitely cut him a deal or yeah. try it. So, What's up with you, Rob? Um, with uh, just kind of piggybacking off of that though is I saw that Virginia passed um they're overturning qualified immunity for a police officers so that's pretty cool that uh you know states are starting to really take a look at that and and I I get it there there needs to be a certain level of immunity there there I mean your job is stressful all of that so that you got to give them a little bit of leeway but to have like unlimited qualified immunity where Hey, you just don't question it. That that that's not right. And so I'm glad that you know that they overturned that and um, they're taking a second look at that. Saw a bunch of uh, police forces rolling out what they call like community like task forces, where they put a police officer and like a, a, a mental health professional in a car together. And so they're the uh, group that responds to any like mental health calls. And so the, you have a mental health professional on site at those calls that's automatically. Dope. So that's pretty cool. So things like that guys is what we're talking about. When we talk about defund the police, it's not that we don't want police. It's not that we don't want people to be able to come out and keep us safe. What we want is the right people to come at the right times that are trained to do the things that we really need them to do. We want to feel safe in all these different disparate situations. And just just to uh, real quick, I think it was uh, his name is Daniel Prude up there in uh, New York State. Uh, what Razio was talking about, that definitely could have been utilized. Like, I don't know if that was necessarily a police problem where the guy's brother was running around on the street naked. OK, and the police came and they wound up putting a bag over his head and shoving his ground to the pavement until he suffocated and died seven days later. So that may not have been a police matter. That may have just been uh, people that specialize in, in, in mental illness type. You know, they could be on standby maybe, but, you know, police just aren't equipped to handle all these different problems. Right. Right. And, and, and I like, I like how they're marrying and putting an officer there for security. Cause you know, with, with first responders, that's one of the first things they taught us in uh, yeah. when we were going through EMT screen is, is the scene, the safe. scene safe. So now yeah. I have a police officer there to make sure the scene's safe, but I can talk to that police officer. We're partners. So I could be like, yo, he, he the dude's crazy. Don't choke him. Like, you know what I mean? So you y'all can play off of each other and really make sure that the scene's safe. And at the same time, we're giving the person the the the, the care that they need. Yeah. Yep. But that's so, a, that opens up a whole other can of worms, because I with my my fear of how people view, especially us in general, you know, we just have to assume that that mental health 
provider has our best interest at heart too, because if they're blue lives matter fan and they're justifying why this person was extra combative and can't, it couldn't be handled in a, a rational, rational manner. Now the cop has a scapegoat, but that's a whole nother can of worms. So what I'm going to talk about is I got a lot of backlash on my, my comment last week. Um, I guess people got a little offended because I called him nasty for not using a bidet. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? So, you know, I'm like, I should go on and apologize. But you're like, you know what? I'm not. It is political. It's politics season. We are getting into the voting season. We got about, what, less than two months left. And so with the nation being so divided and people being so divided on subjects like bidets versus being nasty, I'm going to come up with a little segment for the next few weeks called The Great Divide. So my segment right now is going to talk about things that Ferg thinks that everybody should know. And if you don't agree with me, you have a problem. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you guys agree with me on most of this. Let me see which one I want to talk about today. It's not, it's, it's, it's not even that deep. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't. Yo, and I'm going to keep it simple today. I can't respect people that like cold ketchup. We can all agree that, right? Cold ketchup is not ketchup is not supposed to be cold. Shouldn't be using ketchup anymore anyway. Yeah, like once you I mean, once you're over ten, why are you still using ketchup? I mean, nope. oh, oh, I, if I get a hot dog, I want some ketchup on my hot dog. Like, ah, so, you know what? Touche. Yeah. I, I take so, that back. Yeah, you know, ketchup on French fries. Yeah. Certain times yeah. that I need some ketchup. Yeah, ketchup but, on your French fries, burn? No, I, I don't need it on my fries. So I don't. Mm, if, if they're mm, good French fries, I don't need ketchup. Yeah. 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 I I, I don't really use them on that. But, but he, he hit it with um, the hot dog, though. Yeah. Yeah, but. but Cold um, ketchup is you, for you understand that the the, the ketchup Mm-mm. bottle says refrigerate after open on it. Uh, I'm right. just gonna well, put uh, that out there. I'm just gonna throw that out and there. And they were wrong. That was that was that they're wrong. So think about it. When's the last time you went to McDonald's or any uh, place and they gave you cold ketchup? Because it's unopened. Do they do they serve it cold? It's, it's unopened. Yeah, it's they, it's it's, it's uh, they, they, do they do they do they serve it cold? Yes or no? No, because yes no. it's unopened. Do they once it, so no rising, thank you. Rising, rising, what, what did you say, Rosy? Once open. You need yeah, to refrigerate. Once open, yeah, yes, but you now need they have preserve, preservatives that keep it. So okay, so that's your first one. Ferg eats spoiled ketchup. What's next? No, no, no. I mean, it's not spoiled ketchup. <laughs> With the vinegar and the acidity in the the tomatoes, it does not spoil that way. Have you seen spoiled ketchup? Well, I hadn't been to your I, house yet, sir. I'm, have, have any of y'all ever seen spoiled ketchup? Note to self, don't eat Ferg's ketchup. Have any of y'all ever seen spoiled ketchup? No, because we keep ours in the refrigerator. No, because you guys are Neanderthals. Okay. What, what else you, you got, up. bro? What else you, you got? Need to wake. No, I'm just, I, I, I only that, do. That's his for the day. That's okay, his that's for the day. I'm just doing one. Right, right. Okay. But no, you know what? Since we're on a, the, the topic of ketchup, you know, I'll stick on the ketchup theme. I realized I was eating ketchup wrong. Where uh, I always dip my fries. You're supposed to put them on the fries. No, you're not. God, God, it, 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 no, it's no, completely no. different. Upgrade it, fellas. I'm oh, telling you, it no, tastes different. No. It tastes different. Oh my god, no, it's so it tastes, bad. It tastes different. I'm Dear telling you, FBI. Your, your, your fries are gonna get soggy. <laughs> oh, no, are you kidding? No, like, how long are you? How long are you sitting with your fries, Rosie? <sighs> And, and just, it's just dirty. Like no, you gotta catch up all on your hands. Now you gotta use a fork. You gonna use a fork to eat your fries first? It's definitely dip, man. It's dip, bro. No, I'm no. telling you, yeah. guys. I, I was converted about a month and a half ago. 
Okay. I'm telling you, right. upgrade yourself. Right. No, like I didn't no. use bidets until the last few years. When you when you know better, you do better. <laughs> try try the ketchup on your fries. That's all I got to say. That's that's all I got to say. Until <laughs> then, you know, we'll just we'll just be divided on this, these conversations. And you guys, you know, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying you could be if you wanted to be right, you would change your ways. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> we can agree to you know disagree on that but uh i'm surprised that i got all this backlash on you guys like cold ketchup like that was a deal breaker well like, that was a deal breaker. it's not that much like we barely eat ketchup really so yeah, it's, it's, it's not that much yeah, yeah and deal breaker so and, uh, and and if i put it on a hot 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 dog is that how you say it like a hot hot dog it's gonna warm the ketchup up anyway you got nothing for it you got nothing no i'm breathing heavy and trying not to go off (laughs) (laughs) that's what it is but you know what i'm done about this let's 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 so we can keep our show and still be friends after this let's go ahead and just pay some bills another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And we're back. Three brothers, no sense. Um... We are still friends, I guess. Um, and to make matters, no, I'm not even going to say that. Here's Rizzy with the joke. Oh, thanks, Fer. You didn't kind of set me up. Yeah. I didn't did roll it out. Yeah. So Sophie's not here. Um, and and so I, I'll just throw it out there. So somebody asked me to name two structures that hold water. So I was just like, well, damn. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. I think that might have. Who gets it? Who yeah. gets it? I get it. 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 I do think some listeners it's gonna take them a few seconds. Like, okay, so what are the two structures? <laughs> 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 hey, bro. Well done. Well done, man. You know, uh, Sophie is a tough it's, act to follow. So, yeah. Uh, well done. Thanks. Thanks. Well, we're gonna kick it off, uh, Huli. Because he's my big cousin, always gets his way. So I have to yield my question and give it to him. So, Julio, uh, do you have a good question for us today, sir? Uh, I don't know if it's going to be really good, but, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't match you guys. You guys are a really, really good show, man, and I really appreciate you guys for having me on. Um, you guys are younger than me, but I do look up to you guys. So I'm trying to think of a question. Uh, to ask what is going to be unfortunately it's going to be a sports late I can't get as deep as you guys um, let's see um, my question would be hmm, your favorite sports team why is that your favorite sports team Oh man! Oh, any sport or any any, any sport? Like I, I'm I'm a diehard Yankees fan. Uh, I've been a Yankees fan for since I've been a kid. Uh, I learned to play baseball, like watching the Yankees play. So, and you know, my I lived with the, uh, my uncle kept the game on. So, like I always watch the Yankees. Well, due to uh, the, the the riffraff that surrounded Colin Kaepernick, I kind of fell off on NFL, but it was the Indianapolis Colts because of the whole uh, first 
black head coach winning the Super Bowl and uh, even before that, just them hiring him, you know, uh, still to this day, black head coaches in the NFL are like borderline rare. So I I like the franchise for doing that, but I don't really have a team in the NFL anymore. I just kind of started back watching last year. Basketball, Miami Heat. Uh, I was a Dwayne Wade fan. I rooted for him because he, I'll, because I'm short, I rooted for relatively short, like, don't get me wrong. In real life, Dwayne Wade tall as hell. You know what I'm saying? But by NBA standards, he's relatively short. So I, I rooted for like uh, Kevin Johnson was like the first player I liked, and then Allen Iverson, and then Dwayne Wade. And because he was in that draft with Carmelo and LeBron, to me, he was kind of like the underdog. And if you remember, he was the only one that took his team to the playoffs that rookie year. So yeah, well, the uh, the uh, the Nuggets did too. Did they go that first year? They did. Okay. All right. All right. So, and just visiting Miami, I, I started loving the city. And so it's just like, well, uh, one of my favorite players already plays for that team. I already love the city. I love visiting. And it just, it just kind of stuck. So die hard. My, like I always say, I'm not an NBA fan. I'm a Miami Heat fan. If the Heat aren't on, I'm probably not even watching unless the Heat are playing. And then Florida State College football, I was a huge Deion Sanders fan. I wanted to like, I literally wanted to be him when I played football. So uh, just stuck with them on that. Baseball, I don't really watch as much, but I'm in the D.C. area, so I root for the Nats. Don't watch hockey, but if I did, it would be the Caps. And I think that's it for teams for me. For me, it's tough. I kind of follow Byron's lead on I haven't watched the NFL in the last few seasons. Um, I'm debating and I'm more likely to watch it this year just to kind of see what the NFL is truly doing. And they're making some. As of now, they're making some strides to do better. Um, And right now we need all the and being in this pandemic, we need all the good stuff we can see. So, you know, if sports gives me a, a release to take my mind off of everyday uh, struggles and maybe I'll start watching again. But so for anybody that knows me, I've always been a diehard Dallas Cowboys fan. For the first time in my life, I don't know anymore. Like, it's almost like, I, I got to kind of see what happens. Maybe we, we kind of work. If me and the Cowboys were dating, our our situation on Facebook would be it's complicated right now. Like, it's not <laughs> you, it's me. We're kind of dating. We need to possibly date some other teams to see if this is really what we want. Because right now, Jerry Jones and his white patriarchal mindset has completely turned me off of the Cowboys. I've already had a struggle with him over the last few seasons because, you know, he wants things his way way, and he's run off some great coaches, but I've been a Cowboys fan because originally I grew up in Dallas and we could go to Cowboys games for little to nothing. This was the mid to late eighties when they still sucked. And so I always been a Cowboys fan, little known fact, Hula used to be a Cowboys fan with me. So don't let him don't mm-hmm. let him fool you. Think he's always been a Giants fan. He used to be a Cowboys fan with mm-hmm. me. We said I wisened up. He used to <laughs> play uh, primetime football. Yes, he did. One of the best football, underrated but best football games ever. And when we thought we were going to be a lot taller and bigger and faster, you know, yeah. 
You know, we thought we were going to play for the Cowboys. That was our our combined dream. That NBA, dream stopped around the ninth grade. Yeah, about ninth grade, nineteenth grade. Yeah, bro. You know, uh, but what happened was basketball. Like I've never been particular fan of a team. I've had my like I went to the Lakers when they were the Showtime Lakers. I was a Bulls fan, and then I kind of fell off, and then went back to the Lakers because of Kobe, and then eventually I I became a LeBron fan, and so I don't have a diehard basketball team as far as a team today. I guess I would have to be a Rockets fan if I'm not following LeBron, uh, just because I'm in Houston and I, I I like the Rockets and I like the way they play during the regular season. Basketball Astros once again because I'm in Houston and I like the way they play. Ugh. Hey man, it's better cheat than repeat. Uh, them boy, they got a ring out of it. And uh, college football, I'm an Auburn fan, and part of it was because I like to go against the grain. And when I moved back to, I used to be a, a UT fan, Texas fan, Longhorns. But when I moved to Alabama. And got caught up in all the Alabama Auburn rivalry. I used to get so annoyed with the whole all that roll tide, shit. and so I wanted to shut them up and have something to say about it and go against the grain, and ended up a, a war damn eagle. So war damn eagle. Just by the way, just in case you guys didn't know. So a hey, hey, war eagle, war eagle. Oh God. So. I, I really don't care one way or the other uh, with either one of them. I have a love-hate relationship with the uh, University of Alabama Board of Trustees anyway uh, because they screwed UAB and, uh, you know, cut the, uh, cut our football team. So, uh, yeah, I might, might. But with all that money I just gave them for, for that scholarship, uh, it is roll tide all the way, baby. Cause <laughs> 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 but uh, for me, talking about being a contrarian, and and trying to go against the grain. I grew up with so many Yankees fans that I became a Red Sox fan mainly because of that. So <laughs> so uh the Red Sox is my team in baseball. Uh football wise, it, it was it's Green Bay, baby. Go pack. And and it's weird because growing up in Mobile, everybody's like, How'd you become a Packers fan? There's, like there's, I I don't know. No get way. It. Like and it's just I don't know, man. It it was just like I saw Brett Favre play and I was like, oh my God, he's awesome. And so, <laughs> you know how you talk about, like, I'm a LeBron fan. Like, I was a Favre fan. I really wasn't a Green Bay fan. Ooh. And then I just, like, grew to love um, Green Bay because of that. Um, so, and I, and then Aaron Rodgers came in and he did a great job with that team uh, hey, taking the hill. So, you know, I, I, I'm I'm good with that. So, that that's that's my NFL team. Uh, NBA wise, it I, I I just don't care. I, I, I guess that's the best way to put it. it it's like I, if a game if a good game's on, like I don't watch I don't watch the NBA until the finals. That's really the only time I watch the NBA. So yeah, and whoever's there, the I pick game. somebody. Say <laughs> so what? I don't think I've ever heard you talk about an NBA game. Nah, nah, Routine. yeah, I, I I just don't care. Now I will tell you though. There's this anime called Haikyo. <laughs> so the Kurosano High Volleyball team, they're beasts. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> I did see that coming. Oh, I apologize, Melvin. Oh, oh, hey, I see that hey, coming. There, oh, there's man. a whole subgenre of um like athletic 
anime out there. So like Who's sports your anime. Sports team, bro? <laughs> I, I really I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, because I haven't gotten into esports enough to know, but I, I might start. I, I could probably call Ali in here and he he'd be able to tell y'all. Because he he watches. He's into it, man. What was the name of this damn show again? <laughs> H A I K Y U U. Let me make sure. Yeah, H A I K Y U U. It's a volleyball uh, anime. Yeah, but it goes on. They got a basketball one that's like Super Fire too. And what <laughs> what is that? I mean, you're gonna you might you might as well tell us the name if you're gonna bring it up. <laughs> oh, I don't know the name of it. That's why I didn't say it. Let me see. It, it doesn't matter. Being a, being a contrarian is part of the reason I'm with Florida State, too. I just got tired of the back and forth between Alabama and Auburn. I'm like, you know what? Neither. <laughs> somebody out the, out the state. <laughs> that makes sense, too. Yeah, so you just uh, skipped. I guess it was Florida State. I guess that was the next closest team. Uh, was it? I, well, no, it probably would have been like maybe one of the Mississippi teams. Yeah. I don't know. We don't count Mississippi football. <laughs> <laughs> Growing up in Alabama, Mississippi football is not a thing. And yeah. like moving here, I'm able to catch all their games because we're in ACC uh, territory versus down in Mobile. Clemson I rarely land. got to see them. Yeah. yeah. Clemson yeah. land. Clemson, we got Virginia, and it used to be Maryland. Clemson. Maryland. Let's, Clemson. Maryland. Let's just let's, 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 let's stop it there. Let's be right, real. So, so who, who do you got to tell us about his teams? Can we okay. guess? You well, guess? we know his baseball team. Okay, Yankees, Yankees fan. Yankees, uh, the Giants. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Yes. Duke, mm-hmm. yes, sir. Uh, Duke, sure. Oh, and, 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 and who's his hockey and, team? My hockey. Oh, I'm a, a Rangers fan. You're Rangers? Oh, I thought you were Red, I, I, Red Wings. Oh, well, hell no! Uh, I'm a Rangers <laughs> fan, but I also I like the Capitals too because uh, Ovechkin is my favorite hockey player of all time. It's the best to ever do it. Now, why why Duke? Because Duke gets a lot of hate. So why why Duke? Duke was one of those teams that everybody hated, just like he's that everybody hated. So I was just like you guys. I decided to you know bug the system a little bit, ride with <laughs> ride, and ride with Duke. But I did it's it, crazy. We all skipped kid. over. It's crazy. We all skipped over um, college basketball. Yeah, I don't. I don't really like college basketball. Yeah, I always go for the Cinderella team. Yeah, you know? go Blazers. Cinderella all the way. <laughs> um, yeah, and we know War Eagle football, right? We still got that, right? Yeah, we still got that. Okay, you. you yeah. I mean, you sold me out on the Cowboys, and so yeah, I mean, yeah, I know we yeah, still. I, I don't know if we still I, had that. I woke up. Yeah, and I basketball, we 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 jumped around. At one point, you know, we were oh. the, the the Penny Shack show. Oh, we were like I, I like players growing up, man. Like yeah. Michael Jordan was my favorite player of all time. Um, once the bull, once he left the Bulls, I was I like, think that's what it was about it, basketball. It was, it's like when I lived when I lived in Miami. Uh, this is like virus has like the culture, you know what I'm saying? And, and the people's the love for the team. I fell in love with that team. And Dwayne, Dwayne Wade, huge reason because I fought, watched that guy come out of Marquette. Mm. So, I think basketball is easy to fall in love with players because mm-hmm. they move yeah. around so much. Yeah, it, it changes so much, you know. Uh, and, and there's there, there's only a few of them on the they, court, so and they they know. market they marketed it that way too. Like yeah, the NFL so. is all about team. Like, don't even take your helmet off during the game, and right, you know, there's no individuality. But basketball, it's about their superstars. 
But yeah. I'm noticing that though. I feel like more more people are adamant about their football teams yeah. than they are about basketball. Yeah. You know, there you have to most people you have to be a diehard fan, I think, to really appreciate basketball or, or unless you're from that you're from that city. You know, like if you're in Houston, you're just you're just default Rockets fan. But for the for the rest of the world growing up outside of a major city where they have a uh, a team, you know, you don't have a, a chance to pick. I think people like, you know, the Lakers for me, Magic, you know, Magic Johnson, Jordan, yeah. Kobe, LeBron. That's the reason I like teams. And then okay. if any one of them was, wasn't in it, I would like who else do I like? I like Harden, you know, like I like the way he plays ball. So um, that was a good one, man. It made me think. Um, I had to go back to my childhood and realize that you sold me <laughs> out. You left. You left me on the doorstep. So, uh, but if anybody has any ideas of new football teams that I should try out, you know, I'm open. I'm I'm a single. Is there a dating app for football teams that, that <laughs> <no>? <laughs> you know? Sure. Uh, a, I don't a know. Fumble, fumble for teams. I, I will. I will say you got a good team right there in your city, man. Uh, like Deshaun Watson is a good dude. I can't. But yeah. that's a good dude, man. And what's and a great and a great player. What's oh. kind of crazy, and now that I say this, I kind of see why the owners wanted to keep politics out of it. Because now I have a hard time pulling for a team because of their political stance. Like, yeah, and that's like sacrilege going from Dallas to Houston or vice versa. But yeah, it'd be easy to be a uh, Texans fan in te- Texans fan in Houston, but their owner, you know, kind of just you know he said some shit too that kind of like you know what, you know, yeah. inmates run the yard. Like, really, call it call it what say what you want. You know, you know, be real with it. So now I'm like, okay, what's the political stance of this team? Okay, then who are their players? Like that that's where I'm at now. So that's what's so tough. So and watch this year just because I don't this will be the year. I know I always say this. This will be the year the Cowboys go go big just because like if I'm like, right, I'm not a Cowboys fan right now, then all of a sudden it's like, God, these dudes are in the Super Bowl. Just yeah. because. Yeah. yeah. But who's the who's up next? people? They're not going to the Super Bowl. Let's be. Well, Green Bay's not going to have a winning season, so let's not. <laughs> let's, just, let's just let's just stop there. Okay. Uh, who's up next? Rizzy Buff got a question for us. Uh, I do, but I'm I'm willing to defer to Brother Rizzy if he'd like to go. Uh, he, uh yeah, yeah. I'll I'll go ahead and go. I so. My last ALI session was this past week. And so Wednesday and Thursday of the week, we did a we did it virtual. So, you know, just a bunch of Skype meetings and Zoom meetings, those types of things. Um, and one of the sessions, we brought in the head of the Alabama Charter Commission, like the, the people who uh, sign off on charter schools in Alabama and they were kind of explaining charter schools to us. And so what I wanted to get is you guys take on charter schools and do you, would you pull your child from public school to put them in a charter school? If you had the opportunity, what are the advantages of uh, the charter schools? So the, Big thing about charter schools is that they don't fall under the state board of education. 
they have to they have to meet the minimum qualifications of the like the federal guidelines and the state guidelines, but they have it, it's like a private school that they can structure their education very differently. They don't have to follow the rote, um, you know, school school boards what they say you have to do throughout your day, how your how your day is structured and all that stuff. Whereas charters can kind of be private schools with public money. Put it that that's probably the best way to put it. Because I've heard so many good and bad things like people for and against uh charter schools. I'll just say until I hear uh you know probably first answer than Hoolies and get more information on it. But if you're in a school district or a county like up here and this just isn't me saying it. This is coming from me working with people whose kids are in Prince George's County uh, Public Schools over in Maryland. Like most of the people hate that school system and they either have their kids in private school or a charter school. So if you're in a district like that, then, yes, you should most definitely uh, consider it. Um, but if you're in an area like uh, we've been pleasantly pleased with uh, Prince William County public schools up here. So we're happy with it. And if we had the option to go charter, I don't think we would uh, go that route unless we just had some, we heard some outstanding uh, benefits from it. Uh, so it just depends on where you are, but it sounds like something that you should give consideration to if you're in uh, Prince George's or like some areas in Washington, D.C. I know charter schools are big in that city as well. If you're in a bad school system, you need to do it because it's important, man. Like what your what your kids learn now is definitely shaping and molding them into the type of adults that they're going to be later on in life. That's big facts, dude. Um, my opinion, if it Whatever's beneficial to my child, if uh, my child gets a better education coming from that charter school, then by all means, we're going to send them to that charter school. Uh, out here in L.A., I, I, I really don't know, know the, stu- the school district because, like, you know, my, my kids are just, you know, babies right now. Uh, but I definitely I can't wait to like dive into that and look into uh, what's going to be ben- more beneficial for them uh, growing up out here. Because you hear you hear you hear the good and you hear the bad. Uh, I just want to well, be able to dive into it and, uh, and find the truth myself. Yep. Yep. I mean, I guess I'm going to go the easy way out. I feel like all charter schools aren't created equal. As well as all public schools aren't created equal. And so I think it all depends on the situation of your environment. You know, like we're in Fair, which has a pretty good school 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 system. So I don't even know if any charter schools around us just because of that. Um, usually we, I think our area can, can afford top-notch schooling. But what I would have to think is don't look at myself. Think of what the masses have to deal with. You know, what does a school system look like in, let's say, Mobile? We're all from Mobile. So take take random middle school in Mobile versus a charter school. How many, you know, growing up, how many good schools were there really? How many good middle schools were there in Mobile? Other than the magnets, you know? Yeah. You know, um, all schools weren't bad, but I wouldn't call them good. You know, like it was just like, Hey, this is not a bad school compared, comparatively speaking. 
in a situation like that, maybe charter is the way to go. But then my question is, what does it do to the surrounding public schools? So are you robbing Peter to pay Paul? I'm not quite sure. I still haven't figured out how the, the charter school funding happens. So now, because I know they get funding based off enrollment, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. So when we pull kids out of, they pulled all four of us out of, let's say we all went to Booger T and we went to charter school X. That's money, less money for Booger T, which is already a struggling school to go to a charter school that might be better. And it's just like, that. that's my question is like, you're doing better at the expense of who? Because I, I think that that's what it comes down to. Like, yeah, your kid might get a little better education, but it's taking away from uh, the resources in that area. So I don't know if it's regional where the, they're pulling the money from, but it's the same thing that happens when, you know, we leave the neighborhood and go to... Uh, to Hoover. Yeah. To yeah, Hoover. To, to, but the to, thing yeah. about it is there's money allocated for Hoover because of the residents of Hoover. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like they're taking. So imagine they took money from the Hoover school system to put into a charter school. That's right. you're like, well, I moved out here to make sure my kids get the best education. Now you're taking away from now. It's almost like, well, these these little, uh, little nigglets over here that don't have the money. We can pull their money and it's fine. So I don't, I don't that, that's my thing is like. I want. I want. Yeah. So, so I, that that's exactly your dilemma. The, the the good and bad, like people talk about the good and bad of it all, but the the flight that we're able to to do right is we're able to pack up, move to the more affluent area, yeah. and put our kids in a good school. Yeah, because we we have the means to be able to do that. Whereas a lot of people in those poor communities that are in those failing schools can't. Mm-hmm. They 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 can't pick up and move to Hoover and say, "Yep, I'm in Hoover now, so my kids are going to go to the good school." So what the charter school is would do is, yes, it's going to pull from that public school to put them in the charter school, but eventually that entire school may get shut down, and all those kids may end up at the charter school as that charter school expands and and increases capacity. So now all of those kids have access to that school with the better system. Have they done any studies tracking charter school, like kids that transition from charter school in their path versus their uh, counterparts who stayed at these schools? That's what it, I want. That's what I would it, like to new, see. At the end of like the day. you said, like you said, every, every charter school is not created equal charter schools open up and then shut down in four or five years. Like um, one of the things that they were telling us in the session was Alabama has a rule that if the if the school doesn't meet certain gates uh, in the first five years, the school has to shut down. Like Alabama is one of the only school or, or the only states that has that law where they're not going to let that school continue to suck money out of the public well and and not do better for the kids. So what, what causes a, a charter school? So. We're all in Tomlinville. We all go to Booger T. Sorry if I'm, I am feel like I'm picking on anybody from Booger T. I'm just saying it because that was around the corner from me. Why would they create a, another charter school near that area? Like what causes them to say, okay, 
is there a certain threshold that Booker T didn't meet that causes them open a charter school? No, because it's a a charter school is a private entity. It's a private company that comes in and says, we're going to create a school. Same way a private school. The only thing is that it's funded by public funds instead of by private funds. So you don't have to pay tuition. So it's a private company that says, I'm going to like a nonprofit. I set up a nonprofit. I'm going to build a school here. And now I can collect public funds for it for every head the same way that public school can. Every head count I get in this school, I'm going to get public funds for it. And then you just go. The, the Like I said, the big difference is that they're able to structure their school very differently because they are a private company uh, instead of being under the Board of Education. And so, but they still have to meet the same gates and, you know, you know, education gates and, and test scores and all of that. But one of the, um, so they had three school leaders is what they call them on the session with us. And one of the things that they were saying is that they fill niches. So like one of the charter schools was all about children with disabilities like that was their focus so they could bring anybody in but children with learning disabilities and things like that they wanted to bring in uh one of the charter schools was minority focused they were like we we are trying to make a minority school the other one was in livingston alabama and literally they were talking about how livingston still has a segregated school system and so they have basically a private school that all the white kids go to and all the black kids go to the public school. So they wanted diversity. So their their charter school literally said, we're setting this up to increase diversity. And they were able to do uh, and, and basically mix a, <laughs> and integrate Livingston's education system based on creating that charter school. So it, it's whatever is needed in the area is what the charter school and and what that leader should be doing is figuring out what the uh, community needs, what's lacking in the public school and creating a charter school for that. And, and what they're saying, one of them was like, she has a really good um, like uh, relationship with the local school there. And she has actually had people come to her school and was like, Hey, your child's going to need a certain program that I, our school doesn't have. So you would be better going to the public school. And she's really told people that because she's like, I'm not going to be able to give you what you need for your child. So go there. Uh, and then her her program, she has a couple of programs that are really, really good. And so like she actually the the t- the principal at the the at quote unquote regular school actually uh, refers kids over to her school that should be going through that program. So. It's it's they can both coexist, but they have to be ready and willing to be able to say what's best for the children in the area. And are you feeling a true niche? OK, well, I, I want to learn more about that. Maybe we can get a, uh, some educators on to talk more about it, because I think that's a that's been a hot topic. I've seen people talk about lately um, is charter schools and stuff like that. So. Very interesting. I think uh, we look like we're doing good on time, right, Razi? Yeah, we should be. Yep. Buff, you want to sneak in a question? Um, yeah, I can. Uh, I'll bring it back to sports a little bit. Like the the premise starts with sports, but um, as we know, or maybe you don't know, Skip Bayless last week uh, said some things about Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, 
And essentially, Dak's brother, I think, was killed or committed suicide earlier this year. And he said, you know, he had moments of depression to where he didn't want to even work out or anything like that. And Skip, and look, it's easy to dump on Skip right now. I mean, the easiest thing to say is he's an idiot and he shouldn't have said, he shouldn't have said that. Yes, that's, that's all true. But Skip has always been an outside-of-the-box kind of provocative thinker. Like the things he said about LeBron James and, and stuff like that uh, has gotten him the, the big contracts that he's gotten with ESPN and now with uh, Fox Sports. But by him saying that he, he has no sympathy for Dak Prescott coming out and publicly saying that he was depressed. He has no sympathy for that. And he went on to say that he has no sympathy because he's the leader of a football team and you can't show that type of, of weakness, especially in that sport. So my question to you guys is we, we always talk about how we've all had individually tough years and just dealing with everything beyond just uh, our personal loss. It's been a tough year for everybody with just adjusting to COVID and it, it's very easy. If if there's no other year, this year is the easiest year to get depressed about something. So I just wanted to get you guys' take on what what Skip Bayless said. Like, does a part of you at all understand what he was trying to say, or is he a complete clown for saying because what he said is dangerous because he's continuing the narrative of that if you're depressed, you're weak. And that's something we push back against. But just like last week's show when Razio was like, you know, he would tell Haley, you know, you probably shouldn't wear that, not because he wants to control what she wears, but the reality is that people will look at that as inviting. And the reality is, as much as we push back on the fact that depression is not weak, there is a large segment that still believes that. So, do you understand what Skip was trying to say, or was it just completely reckless and just clownish of him to even go that way? I'll start as a Cowboys fan uh, or former Cowboy. I don't know what the hell I stand. That was a dumb statement. Just dumb. There might be some truth to like how he felt about it, and not even in a malevolent way. It's like. Now you can't let them see weakness. I get it. Maybe, maybe if that's what he was trying to say, maybe, but some shit just doesn't have to be said. It's not, it's not your place to say it. Like you don't have to say that. Like, man, I wish he, it could be like, man, I wish he wouldn't have said that because now people can see him as weak. I mm-hmm. get it. But you know, in football, you're the leader of the team. People need to see you firing all cylinders as a contract year. I want you to be there for the long haul. I don't want, I don't want anybody to have any negative thought process fuel for their fire to use against you. If that's your thought process, say it and be adamant about that. But to say, I don't have sympathy or you don't have sympathy. I'll get the hell out of here, man. Like people are real. We're talking about, this is a young man who's a pretty been a pretty upstanding young man so far for, we can see lost a, a sibling at a very young age. Dude, get the hell out of here with that. man. Nobody wants to hear that. Um, and I'm done. I mean, I'm usually pro skip. I think he has a lot of good stuff to say. And he usually, uh, but nah. Well, so well said, bro. Yeah. Wow. So I'll, I'll jump in. I, I see where he was coming from. 
it was communicated very poorly. You know, I talk about the military taught me how to compartmentalize, right? It, it's it's get, get the get the mission done, uh, and then grieve later. And and I I think that's what he was trying to communicate is that you got to get the mission done, and, and if there's times that you need to take that break. In my opinion, and this is this is coming from all the army training I've had on that, is you need to communicate that, and you need to make sure the team understands that. Uh, and because I feel like that's leadership too. Leadership isn't bottling up those emotions and pushing through and muscling through. So there's a difference of him saying there are days that I just don't want to work out, but he still goes, and so. I think those are the, those days that he has to tell the team, like guys, I, yo, I'm having a bad, I'm really having a hard time today, so I may not hit it as hard, but I'm here, and I'm trying. I think I I think that is also leadership, and 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 if it's a team there, that team probably is going to step up. I would hope that team would step up and be like, bro, go sit down, go see somebody. We got you. Take the, take the day off if you need to. You know, and 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 the team can rally around him. So while Skip was just very clownish with what he said, and maybe was just trying to be provocative, you know, we say we say stuff here that we, without the context or what we're trying to say, it just doesn't come off right. And so I got to give him a little bit of leeway on that. But he is a professional; he knows what he's doing, and I think he was trying to get get the the sound bite. And and then he got some blowback for from it because of how it came off. But I, I see where he's coming from, and I hope, and I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because I, I have seen him show the the you know that he cares or or that he actually thinks through uh, those things for people. So I'm going to give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. But I I, I think I know where he's coming from. Good point, because that's similar to when I was calling people nasty about the uh, the day. <laughs> exactly, so exactly. it wasn't that I was trying to, you know. But I I, I came from a good a good place, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, okay. You know, so I get it. I get it. I get it. So okay. <laughs> uh, to answer your uh, your question, but I would have to kind of agree with uh with with uh, Rosie a little bit. Very bad comment. Communicated completely wrong. Uh, he probably was trying to, uh, I guess, motivate Skip Bayless. And it's weird that I'm on the side of Dak Prescott because I've said on the on, on my show several times that he's overrated. Um, but the depression is a real thing. And, you know, the four of us have had really tough uh, 2020s. And it's, it would have been easy for any of us to slip into a depression. And um, if it weren't for you guys, you guys kind of kept me out of it. So I appreciate you guys uh, and, and, and the phone calls and the checks and you checking up on me and everything. And I love y'all, man. Thank you. Definitely. Appreciate definitely, it, bro. bro. Definitely. Um, Same here. Um, what Ferg pretty much said everything I would have wanted to say, uh, especially when he was when you suggested how he could have worded. I'll just add these few statements. First, uh, again, I hate piling on almost anybody. So I'll just say. When you talk for a living, and that's what Skip Bayless does and and these daily commentators, when you talk for a living, at some point, you are going to have that, like Rosie said, that soundbite that you either regret 
or going to have to apologize for. It's bound to happen if you talk, talk, talk. I think what what the show is like three hours a day or something like that. Mm-hmm. Talking for three hours a day, you're going to say some messed up stuff from time to time. So, I mean, that's probably hard for people to understand. But just just think about some of your text conversations, your phone calls. When you get together with your friends, you said some stuff. How many times Rosie's had to apologize on this show? <laughs> there you go. Yo. We, do it, we do it once a week for an hour. <laughs> so there, there it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so there's that. But here's the thing. And, and uh, when we were talking about our favorite teams, what I didn't bring up is that I'm a huge boxing fan. I love that sport over any other sport. And Tyson Fury heavyweight champion now. He blew up to like over 400 pounds. Wound up wound up losing the weight. He had fell into depression. He was doing drugs, battling alcohol. He decided to get back in the ring, came back from depression and uh, beat, I would probably say, probably my current favorite fighter right now, Deontay Wilder for the belt. And he came back from it and he constantly speaks on how people can come back from it and, and the things you can do. So that's the type of thing that Skip needs to keep in mind, that depression is not a weakness. And, other, and if anything, it's something that you can overcome. And if anything, Dak should be applauded for coming out of that depression and being ready for this season and stuff like that. So you, you got to remember those type of examples. Like if that's the point he wanted to make, then you also got to give – how it's an obstacle that you can overcome. And and just particularly with the NFL, man, like the whole reason the whole CTE conversation was coming up so much is because of former players committing suicide, junior Seau and things like that. That comes from depression, man. And like they literally would not shoot themselves in the head so that their brains could be examined. It's a serious topic. So for him to like cast it away and say, he feels no sympathy. Going back to what Ferg said, there's a better way he could have framed it if he wanted to try and make that point. And just my final point, you know, I always come back to this because I, I do like Skip Bayless because sometimes he does make that great, you know, uh, outside the box point. Every once in a while, he makes that great point and he can be entertaining. But I've always called him a hypocrite because he made a living off calling LeBron James. I think he's called him Queen James. He's called Chris Bosch. Uh, he, he related him to one of the Spice Girls at one time. Like really questioning these guys' manhood and like going beyond the on the court, on the field critique, like personally criticizing him. But when Jalen Rose got in that, they had to have a two hour one-on-one apology because Skip Bayless' feelings was hurt. When he speculated that Kevin Durant was going to go to the Lakers and Kevin Durant said he doesn't know what the bleep he's talking about, he spent a full hour on there talking about how he talked to his mom and reflected on his whole career and how bad his feelings were hurt. Fam, people may not remember it, but I remember. You can't be out here in the streets talking like you do about these athletes, and when they clap back, you get your feelings hurt. So that's my biggest problem with Skip Bayless over almost anything. And so I I don't know if he apologized, but I hope he did. And I hope he regretted what he said about that because it was completely reckless. And if you listen to first answer and even Rosie's answer as well, they gave you examples of how he could have framed it and still made that point without being, as they said, a clown. And I'm gonna leave it at this. You know what? 
I'm gonna stick with my answer, but I'm gonna have a little a little asterisk beside it. We're assuming that he meant well. Yeah. You know, like yeah. why that, are we assuming? That's true. That? that's true too. That's just an assumption. We're we're hoping that he meant well. Like, but the thing about it is he comes from an older generation. We're we're kind of part of that, we're the older part of Gen X, and we're the you know, Gen X, uh millennial. Millennials, and we're seeing that. I know Rise got offended when I said that. I know. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you look at the fact that we still have to unlearn a lot of stuff that was taught to us, like mental health or depression and stuff being a weakness. He might believe that whatever fiber of his being, especially in the sports world. Our football players outside of, you know, fighters, professional fighters are modern day gladiators. They're not supposed to show weakness. So for this leader of this football team, America's team, Skip's team, to be showing signs of weakness, he's not supposed to do that. You're a man. You're a football player. Show no weakness. So maybe maybe Skip meant every damn thing he said. Giving him the benefit of doubt, if he didn't mean it, mean it, then he could have said it this way. But maybe he did, because think about it. We all know older people who think a certain way. They're good people, but they they think a certain way. And even talking to one of the younger bros yesterday on some of the stuff we talked about on the show, he still reminded me that our generation still thinks um, about things a little differently than they do. So, you know. His views might be outdated, I, I, and we're just assuming we're just assuming that he he's better. Yeah, and I, I I think that's because of his body of work. And I'll just say this, not specifically to him, but just anybody in particular. Keep in mind their body of work. Like if they've had ten great years of of doing great things, and say the one bad thing the one time, like. I don't think 10 years should be erased by one comment. Again, I'm not talking about him specifically, but I will say that, you know, Shannon Sharp has said, like, Skip fought for Shannon. Like, we all love Shannon Sharp. He fought for him to have that job. Like, he specifically wanted Shannon for that job. He's done similar things for a lot of other minority uh, journalists as well. Doesn't let him off the hook for what he said about that. I'm just saying in his case and in anybody's case, always consider their body of work. Yeah, and you, and good point. It doesn't make him a bad person, mm-hmm. but it's it's we're all human. Yeah, and you can put somebody on a pedestal. Not saying we're putting Skip on a pedestal, but then you'll find out that 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 little one thing about him is like, oh, he doesn't believe in mental. Like it could be like he doesn't believe in mental health. He thinks that's it. Could be that I'm 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 with Black Lives Matter. I think you know players need more you know freedoms. All this stuff, yada yada yada. But when it comes to mental health, that's a sign of weakness. Mm-hmm. We didn't have that growing up. Yeah. You know, we talk about it as millennials, thinking about how soft some of these younger kids are and stuff like that. That's something we had to realize that just because we went through it doesn't mean it's right or wrong. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. he might still have those views. He can be right on 90 or have a good idea on 95% of the stuff, but there might be a few things that we were like, oh, I would have never thought you would say that. That could be his true feeling. He really could think that Dak's weak for. Showing weakness and mental illness. So I can go on out about that all, all day, but good points. Uh let's go ahead and close this day out, man. Um who's up? Who wants to close this out? Who wants to take us? Uh well, who are you to guess, man? So just give us a quick parting shot, bro. Oh man, uh 
Shout out to Truth Until the Sports Podcast. Shout out to Hollow Point and uh, my, my, my homie White Mike. Appreciate you guys for listening to us. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to, you know, share, share our stuff. Um, uh, shout out to Three Brothers No Sense, man. I appreciate you guys, man. You guys are like my big brothers in the podcast field. And uh, I appreciate all the uh, all the support from y'all too, man. So I'm going to get my stuff together and like, you know what I'm saying? Everything will be good. Everything's going to be bomb. So I appreciate you guys, man. Um. Okay, so... Appreciate you, man. So, so here's the thing, what I'm about to say. You may want to take a step back because you don't want to be a part of this because I'm about to... Now I'm not going to have a Skip Bayless moment, but I'm going to just say this. Well, first, let me give my shout out real quick. Huli, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, I enjoy Truth Be Told Scared. Sports. Make sure you guys subscribe. Um, like I said, they carried that show when there was no sports at yeah. all. And now that we have sports, it's like that much... It's that much more better. So check them out. Uh, but I just want to say we just had, uh, you know, the 9-11 anniversary and I contemplated posting something on my page and I, I resisted. And I'm, I'm still not going to go all the way in on what I wanted to say, but I'm just going to say this. That whole uh, never forget crap that everybody posting, that that's fake to me. And I'm gonna just call it what it is. It's, it's it's fake as hell. Like that day, we all so-called came together as a nation and all that good stuff because we got attacked. And you know that's exactly what we should have done. Thousands of people lost their lives, but that unity is gone. So when you say never forget, motherfucker, you forgot because when football <laughs> players. Lock arms on a field. And I've heard people try to make excuses. No, no, they were just booing the Houston Texans. No, no. no. They were booing. What did they say, Buff? They were were booing unity. That's what they were booing equality. They were booing justice. Ain't no unity in this country right now. We see it every day from the top in the Oval Office all the way down to you losers that wear that MAGA bullshit. So ain't no unity. So when I see all these never forget posts, I I truly, truly, truly roll my eyes. And just to take it away from the race part, I worked at the airport for TSA for over a year and a half. You motherfucker got there too, because the reason we have TSA is because that security let those hijackers in with the box cutters and stuff. And TSA was created. So you would think, hey, you know, I'm so glad you guys are here to search us and make sure you we're all safe on the plane. I screened so many people that just had the biggest attitudes because they were running two minutes late for their flight. Nobody gives a f- okay? Nobody gives a f- We all forgot, so don't try to act like it's never forget when 9-11 rolls around. Work on being unified. Work on supporting justice equality, racial equality at that on the 365 daily base level. Don't wait for 9-11 to try to act like we so unified because we ain't. And when I see those posts, I get sick to my stomach because it's bullshit. Well, well, I I, I was going to talk about gray sweatpants season, <laughs> but <laughs> now, Speak on now I just feel shallow. <laughs> Speak on it, brother. <laughs> See, that's why I should have went last. My man, Ryan. <laughs> by the way, oh, that's man. not endorsed by three brothers. No sense. That's Byron that said that. <laughs>
No, uh, I'm, I'm right there with you, Brad. We'll, like, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll echo we'll, that sentiment. Yeah, we'll echo it so that, yeah, it is a three brothers sentiment. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got nothing else, man. I mean, like I said, gray sweatpants season's coming, fellas. Get your gray sweatpants ready um, because they looking. Uh, ladies, let us know. Let us know. Like I'm, I'm fine with walking down the street and hearing gray sweatpants, gray he, sweatpants. He is I'm good embracing with that. I'm his good. full thoughtness, dog. Like he is all <laughs> <Yeah>. in. <laughs> <laughs> he oh, has man. no shame, man. <laughs> My homeboy's a thought. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Hey, I I want to feel pretty. Him and, all right? him and Sherman Cooley, Look, him and Sherman right, Cooley I, have embraced. I, I lost it. I lost my ego booster. So for the last six months, I've been sitting over here like I I, I need that little push right now. Oh my so god! Okay. So I'm with it. Uh, yeah. huh? Yeah. Huh? Just praying for great sweatpants season. Catch rising yeah, on his yeah, new OnlyFans page with his great sweatpants on. Oh lord! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm doing a whole photo shoot. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got you got multiple pa- multiple pants, different colors, different colors, everything. Yeah, yeah. Just wow, <laughs> wow. Long, short, capri, yeah, all that. Got jogger, got loose pair, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, I don't even know how to follow it up. I mean, I just got to leave it where it is. Uh, well, speaking of great sweatpants season, Beautiful Paradox is dropping their first episode uh, this week. So if you guys have not listened by Monday, they will have their first episode would have dropped as of uh, Sunday. So we're recording this show on Saturday, so we'll drop tomorrow. So if you're listening to this show today, go back and check out Beautiful Paradox. Uh, those young ladies, they say they got something special to say, so we're here to hear it. And they have uh, made requests to see Rising in his gray sweatpants as well, I think. So um, I just can't believe my best friends are thought. Uh, but, hey, it had to happen one day, I guess. You know, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know how to feel about that. Yo, Huli, he's trying to recruit you, too. He sent, he sent Pearl. He sent Pearl like a link to the shorts. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. We need to chill, man. We don't need another one. We good on the kids for 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 a while. Yeah, <laughs> but we um yeah, I can't believe that's a thing. The gray sweatpants season is really a thing, and the thing about it is, it's not like people just started wearing them. Like, did it become a thing, and then people just started noticing more, or? I I think because it was a staple of guys like closets that it just kind of became a thing just like when when it got cold we we started rocking the sweatpants same way you know sundresses was ladies have been wearing sundresses forever right and so (laughs) when that season comes you you're like okay here come bring them out bring them out bring them out like so that's that's the same thing oh yeah 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 I'm still surprised. Like I didn't understand that. Like you were supposed to wear underwear with sundresses. Like I was like, what? Say because what now? Exactly. Remember we had Bird on, and she was like, "Yeah, you're supposed to wear underwear with these." And I was like, no. "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> I don't know about that. We have to agree to that. <laughs> All right, people. Three brothers, no sense. We're about to take them out. Appreciate you joining us, uh, Huli. Uh, for everybody that hasn't caught on. 
yet this is my big cousin. He's one of the main reasons I'm the way I am today. Followed around his shadow. I had to develop a mouthpiece that's and all confidence. That's no, all dude. <laughs> you know how many times we'll we'll go someplace and he got the same line. Has anybody ever told you you got pretty eyes? Yes, she's 16. <laughs> like, you know, like that was my thing. He came to my church, took the women, came to middle school parties, took the women, high school Sorry, parties, took the women. Sorry, he almost Kat. transferred to La Floor just because like he, he got recruited. Like the women wanted him to at La Floor. So, you know, it, it is what it is. So any that, of that part, no, no, no. That part is true. That's, that's true. <laughs> I think more Lafleur girls know you than than me. That's <laughs> For like, real. Thought he went to Lafleur. That's, that's I mean, I'm not even go down it. I, I one of our first double dates. How did that end up, Huli? Actually, our first double date, you end up dating a chick. The second double date, you end up dating a chick. Like, bro, you just, you just, I don't know, Huli. Everybody, Huli. Uh, I think I, I probably did have a problem. <laughs> Probably had a problem. No, you, you, I'm not saying, sir. But no, this dude helped me uh, gain confidence and have to be confident in myself. So I really appreciate you for being you. Uh, my big cousin, he you know took care of me, watched out for me. Uh, he was at my house. I was at his house damn near every weekend during some tough times growing up as a kid, you know, when my mom and uh, stepdad were going through divorce. That's where I was at a lot. So, uh, Appreciate you joining the show. To thanks for having me. Thank you for having me. Nah, bro. Thank you for coming. Much love and a goodwill to you and Pearl. And can't wait to see what happens with Truth Be Told Sports Podcast moving forward. I enjoy it. Uh, keeps me entertained and up to date. So once again, check it out. Truth Be Told Sports Podcast. Appreciate and you, this is Three Brothers. No sense. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment, and most importantly, listen again. And we'll talk to you next week.